it's Ronnie Davis, and you're listening to Eating More, the place to be if you want to learn how to stop eating in ways that make you feel like crap, if you want to end the weight and food war, and start reimagining healthy eating and living. We'll show you how to change your mind, your food world, and your life with less doing and more being. In my early 30s, I started a, quote, healthy lifestyle, weight loss, and fitness journey. Just so you know, I loathe those phrases now, and I only use them because it's just what everybody calls it. Anyway, I started that journey in my early 30s, and predictably, when I was actually able to stick to the plan, my body started to change really dramatically. And, you know, the structure of my body doesn't really do skinny, but eventually, I didn't just lose a little bit of weight I changed my entire shape. I actually created curves for the first time in my life. I was lean, fit, toned, strong. I was in terrific shape. And from what everybody could tell, I was, quote, eating right. I even had abs. And look, they are really overrated. And, you know, because of what it takes to actually achieve them for most women, they're not even really healthy. So you can stop coveting those. Anyway, I digress. I was, you know, in my early 30s, so in addition to that, um, you know, I did have fairly clear, wrinkle-free skin. I've never really had perfect skin, but it was was decent. It was fairly clear and wrinkle-free. In many ways, I looked younger and better than I did when I was in my teens. It was definitely the best physical shape I was ever in. Externally, I was the living embodiment of what everybody considers to be the quote, picture of health, and holy cow, I was put on a pedestal for it. Everywhere I went, I had people telling me how amazing, inspirational, and aspirational I was, asking me how I did it, praising me, wanting to make their own bodies change in similar ways as I had done. And damn, that felt good, because I'm human, and like all humans, I craved acceptance and validation from other humans. At least I did at the time. Like most, I wanted to be the picture of health so that I could get that acceptance and validation. In fact, I craved it. I needed it. I fed on it. And I fed it. And without it, I suffered. And, you know, while externally I looked like the perfect picture of health, it was probably the most unhealthy time in my life. Mentally, Emotionally and physically, it destroyed me. In fact, it almost killed me. I've shared a lot about that time in my life before, so I don't want to get into it all again now, but it truly was the most destructive and unhealthy time of my life. But hey, I looked great, right? I looked like the picture of health, so that's all that matters, right? That's what I want to talk to you about in this episode. This idea that there even is such thing as a picture of health. We've been conflating health and beauty for generations, so much so that they've almost even become one and the same. And we've been conditioned to assign morality to each. If we look pretty, we're healthy and good. If we don't, then we must be unhealthy and bad. But the truth is, changing what we look like does basically nothing to improve our health or our morality or our worth as humans. Losing weight doesn't even usually have a positive impact on our health. And if maybe even sometimes it does, it's not a long-term impact because it almost never lasts. 
Health is not something that we can achieve if we just work hard enough. And in fact, I would argue that the opposite is true. If we're treating health as an achievement, like something that we have to work hard for, that's not at all healthy. Shouldn't doing things to care for ourselves and our bodies and to make our bodies feel like happy places to live, shouldn't those things make life easier and better? Not add to our already way too heavy workloads. And beyond that, health and beauty are not the same things. They're not even in the same ballpark. And I would argue that chasing health through chasing beauty is one of the least healthy things that we can do. Yet this idea that there is some picture of perfect health is so pervasive that even as I have been writing this episode, I have seen examples of it everywhere. First, a health coach I know posted about the importance of drinking enough water to help maintain wrinkle-free skin as we get older. And she says, of course, you've got to do that so that you'll stay wrinkle-free and be the picture of perfect health. As though wrinkles can somehow define being unhealthy. But bullshit, you can't avoid wrinkles as you age. They are a normal sign of aging. And wrinkles don't make you unhealthy. Unless you're judging yourself harshly for having them, or unless you're scared of them being a sign of poor health and obsessing over how to get rid of them. All the exact things that we're actively taught to do by messaging like hers. And at the same time, my friend Amanda, who is a style coach, shared a vent about the messaging in a group that she's in for stylists. She shared several of the messages from that group to prove her points about how terrible they were. Um, and while they were all infuriating, one in particular um, made a few points that I really wanted to talk about because they perfectly prove what I'm talking about around this whole picture of health idea that we've come to believe. So I had to include a few of those and specifically debunk them because she was repeating the same talking points that we always hear and they're bullshit. So first, there's this idea that if you're in a larger body, you don't look as good and you need to change it. And because you're in a larger body and not looking as good, you're adding 10 years to your lifespan. She says, don't women in larger bodies realize they're taking uh, 10 years off of their lifespan. She went on to list a few health conditions that are supposedly the result of living in larger bodies as though um, you can tell a person's health by their body. And this was important for me to talk about for a few reasons. It makes me crazy that whenever we start talking about health, we immediately go to body size and then immediately, but think of their health excuse. And this woman that I'm talking about in particular is a stylist. Her job is to help people feel better in their clothes. And yet she has exactly zero authority to be speaking about things like lifespan and health conditions. Yet we see this from random people every day. Just this morning, I saw a lifestyle blogger on Twitter diagnosing the source of somebody's headaches. It's insanity. Everyday people with no health background whatsoever try to hide anti-fat bias through the same talking points that are nothing more than thin veils of pretending to care about health. We need to stop listening to the opinions of people who have exactly zero education or experience in the subject they're talking about. And sadly, 
In many cases, because anti-fat bias and weight stigma is so pervasive in the medical community, we can't even trust the opinions of many supposed medical professionals on the subject of weight and health. For the truth about weight, weight stigma, and health, we must go to the people who have devoted their entire lives to actually studying those things. I'm happy to give you the names of some great ones if you want to connect with me and, and get those, but... As you might expect, based on the fact that this person and pretty much everybody else on the internet has no authority to speak about health, this idea that the simple act of being in a bigger body is automatically unhealthy and takes years off our lives is actually flat out wrong. And it's important for me to point this out because again, this whole idea that there is some ideal version of the picture of health, you know, has made us come to believe that we can recognize a healthy versus an unhealthy person when we see them. And we've also been conditioned to connect that to size as though the size of a body impacts whether or not it's healthy. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Larger bodies are not automatically unhealthier. They're not even automatically less fit. Smaller bodies are not automatically healthier and they are not automatically more fit. In fact, the opposite is often true. Often, weight loss is the result of actually being sick. Very, very sick. And when or if those sick people recover, when they actually regain their health, they gain weight back. Weight gain is actually often a sign of regained health. And in fact, recent studies have been showing that people who have a little extra body fat tend to have a little bit longer lifespans. And all of the conditions that are supposedly linked to being in larger bodies exist in all body sizes. And they have been linked to chronic dieting and living with weight stigma, internalized weight stigma as well. So is it really the size or is it actually decades of weight loss attempts and living with internalized weight stigma? A whole lot more research is needed in these areas before anybody, especially some random person on Facebook, has a definitive answer to this question. And if we really care about people's health, we have to start caring about the weight stigma that infects our culture and the very real trauma and negative health consequences of chronic dieting and weight loss attempts. You don't get to promote weight stigma by preaching about weight while claiming you're just concerned about health, if you're not also talking about all of the other things that contribute to poor health, like poverty, inequality, disconnection, loneliness, stress, childhood trauma, genetics. There are so many other things that contribute to our health that have nothing to do with weight, that all of these people whining about health and weight sound ridiculous and uneducated. Yes, even way too many supposed medical professionals. It is simply not true that being in a larger body automatically contributes to or creates poor health. And anybody actually qualified to talk about those things would know that. And then there's something else that was said that I wanted to talk about as well, because um, it was this belief that helping women look better was a requirement to help them be happier with themselves and in their bodies and their lives, and that that was a good thing. 
She said it was her job to help them look better so that they could be more confident and happier in their lives. And I wanted to talk about that point in particular too, because it is another particularly prevalent and toxic belief in our culture that I actually used to believe when I was a trainer. I thought it was my job to help women look better so they could be more confident and happier and feel better about themselves. And we've all just come to believe that that's somehow healthy or promoting improved health. I believed it at the time. That we'll be happier and feel better about ourselves if and when we lose weight or change what we look like. And that that's what health looks like, right? And it's just become an accepted norm that's fueled by, well, primarily the industries that profit off of those beliefs, but also kind of women everywhere, right? Every time you see somebody talk about how much weight she's lost, she also, she follows it with how much more confident she feels. But a question for you to consider, how exactly is it healthy to allow the way that we feel in general or the way that we feel about ourselves to be determined by something as external and ever-changing as how we look? How is it healthy to promote the idea that one way to look is good and when we look that way, we're allowed to feel good about ourselves and that another way to look is bad and we're not allowed to feel good about ourselves if we, if we look that other way? I don't know about you, but I will be damned if I buy that messaging anymore. I am not here to impress anybody with how I look ever again. And I want to feel just as good about myself when I'm laying on the couch, looking like a troll, snuggled in my fuzzy, probably food-covered pajamas as I do every other day. Because the reality is I'm not always going to have on a full face of makeup, especially since I hate wearing makeup. I'm not always going to have my hair done or be wearing the perfect outfit. My body is not ever going to stay the same size or shape because it's doing what bodies are constantly doing from the moment we're born. It is constantly changing. And so if we're attaching conditions like what we look like, what we weigh or what we wear to the way that we think we're allowed to feel about ourselves... Or if we're allowing those things to determine our happiness and our self-worth, we are in for a lifetime of suffering because those are all things that are constantly changing. The fact that I didn't and most people still don't see a huge problem with the belief that we have to change the way we look, way or where to feel better about ourselves or be happier is a huge problem. And again, the sickest thing about it all is we've been taught that's what's healthy that changing our body size or how we look is a sign of health, that it's healthy to chase this ideal picture of health or to feel like we need to change what we look like, way or where, in order to be happy or feel better about ourselves. And one of the biggest problems with the entire concept of there even being such a thing as a picture of health is that pictures don't tell the whole story. You cannot tell what's happening behind the scenes in somebody's body or in their life by externally looking at them. And your external appearance has almost nothing to do with how healthy your body feels. The hundreds of millions of people living with mental illness and other mostly invisible chronic conditions will, I'm sure, happily confirm this. Because, but because we've been, we've been, you know, um, put this picture of health on such a pedestal, it's like the external illusion of health has, in a lot of ways, become more important than actual health. 
which makes me sad. Let's break down what it means to even be healthy, because the phrase picture of health demonstrates a fundamental lack of understanding of what health is or what being healthy actually means. The World Health Organization uh, says that health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmary. My favorite quote on health comes from Bokyo Dendo Kaiokai, who said, the secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past, not to mourn for the future, or sorry, rather not to worry about the future, but to live in the present moment wisely and earnestly. If we combined those, which I like to do, <laughs> we can think about it like this, that health is the lived experience of not just physical, but mental, emotional, and social well-being in this moment. Which means that it is ever-changing. Moment to moment, those states are continually in flux based on a million different factors, almost none of which we even have any control over, or are even externally, visibly apparent. At no time has it ever been true that health can be determined defined or measured by a certain look. And beyond that, I'd argue that chasing those things through external looks is a recipe for worse physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being. Health is a personal, subjective, ever-changing, and relative lived experience. It is not a look. It cannot be achieved by obtaining some oppressive ideal of what we think it should look like. It's also not vegan or keto. It's not organic superfoods, low carb, intermittent fasting, eating clean, or whatever other fancy made up marketing labels we've had preached at us. And it's definitely not about deprivation, restriction, or perfection. It's not about wasting our entire lives desperately trying to shrink our bodies into whatever the current societal ideal seems to be at the time, or worrying about wrinkles or gray hair. It's not about exercising every day or goals or detoxes. It's not about supposedly fat-burning pills or patches, which are lies, by the way. It's not about gross-looking green smoothies, expensive supplements, or you know, skinny influencer chicks and their pretty pictures with recipes for organic, gluten-free superfoods. And it's not even something we can entirely control. So many factors that are completely out of our control can dictate the moment-to-moment state of our well-being in all those ways. But to the extent with which we can control it, I would argue it's born and nurtured through wholehearted connection to our bodies, ourselves, and others, through compassion and self-trust, through making choices for ourselves, our bodies, and our lives from a place of love rather than fear. It's about learning to hear, trust, honor and nurture our bodies, our minds, our emotions, our spirits, and our relationships. Not just external relationships, but internal relationships as well. The relationship that we have with ourselves, with food, and with our bodies. It's about accepting where we are, knowing where we're going, and getting comfortable with being a little uncomfortable while... um, well, working to get there. It's not about external looks or choices. It's about tuning in and showing up for ourselves and our own needs 
every day in the smallest of ways. There's no such thing as the picture of health. It doesn't exist. And everything I did to become that, what I thought at the time was the picture of health, actually destroyed my health. Everything I've done in the years since I decided to blow up that image and start healing has been driven by a desire to learn to love myself and my body unconditionally and do whatever was within my power to regain or rebuild my health. And I didn't quit the health and fitness industry because I stopped wanting to help people be healthier or happier. I quit because I started seeing such massive flaws in the ways that those industries promote health. And it drove me crazy. This is one of those flaws. And it's not just promoted by the health and fitness industry. It's toxic, extremely damaging, and unhealthy messaging that has permeated its way into every corner of our world. And if we actually care about our health, we've got to stop buying into it. There's no such thing as the picture of health, and chasing it is making us far less healthy. You've been listening to Being More with Ronnie Davis. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about embodied cognitive eating training and access free resources, visit www.ecet.online.